Introduction This story is about a teenage girl who got good grades after the Basic Education Certificate Examinations, BECE, and offered admission in one of the well-oriented high schools in the country. She started high school and was going quite well until she met her best friend and a guy she found interest in. Everything changed from then, and she had to go through heartbreaks, disappointments, betrayal, and a whole lot more. Will she be able to grow through them or will the setbacks really set her back? Well let's all find out by reading the full story. High school has always been the most interesting and fun part of a teenager's life. You'll either break in high school, become a better person, become upright, or become wayward. It all depends on where or with whom you find yourself. Luckily for me, I had better friends who were not having the immoral lifestyle. They were neither too churchy nor too vain, they were a little bit of both so I was able to balance my equation. Many people would ask me so what makes you love high school that you always talk about? Little do they know that high school was actually the place I found most of the people in my life currently. Hello daddy, good morning that was me on the phone. The results from our BEAST exams were finally out and it had caused a stir in the hearts of so many JHS graduates. I wasn't very much affected as I was satisfied with what I had written for the examiners to mark. I got a call from my dad few minutes after news came that the results were in. How are you doing dear? He asked. I'm fine thank you. Daddy the results are in, it's all over the news now I quickly said. Oh that's great. Have you checked your grades and your placement yet? He inquired. Not yet, but I'll be checking very soon I answered. Okay let me know whatever the outcome may be. Good luck to you? He said. Thanks daddy, I'll call you soon I responded. Okay take care. Bye he said and on the call. I left the phone on the bed, picked a Jomi jeans and a sleeveless blouse to go with it and wore a Fenty slippers to match. I picked up and made for the door. I was going out to buy the scratch card to check my results. I'm going out to buy the scratch card to check my results. I won't be long I told my sisters in the kitchen. My mom was already at work and my sisters were making breakfast. I had already showered since we had a hint the previous night that the results would be in the next morning so I wanted to be the first to buy the card so I was prepared waiting for confirmation. I got to the internet cafe around 8.30am and to my surprise, so many people were there already. I guess those were the ones who were very sure they had passed. It got to my turn in no time and I bought my card then left. Some people checked theirs there but I went there alone so I took it home to check on my phone. I met some friends on my way home, we exchanged pleasantries and talked about the results for a while. Obviously everyone you meet wants to know what you had and where you were placed but I hadn't checked yet so I couldn't give them their answer. The house was filled with the sweet aroma of the food they were making. Fortunately for me food was ready as I was famished, but for the curiosity in me, I had to rush to my room to check my results. I scratched the card, input the code in my phone's dialer and sent it to the short code for checking the results. I placed the phone gently on my bed, crossed my legs Chinese style and closed my eyes with my palms. I heard my phone's message tone so I opened my eyes and slowly took my phone, read the contents of the message and put the phone back on the bed. All of a sudden, my excitement had left me now I was hungry. What grades did you get? Where were you placed? Those are the questions that were going round the dining table when food was served and grace was shared. I remained quiet as I didn't know what to tell them. I was focused on my food only because that's the only thing that mattered at that particular moment. After a while, Everyone was quiet and I had finished eating too. 
I heard my phone ring so I left the table without saying a word to my room. It was my dad was calling. I spoke with him for a while then finally came out to the sitting room to watch television. The rest of my family was still baffled as I was talking to no one. They all finished eating and joined me at the sitting room. I come from a family of six. There's my mom, dad, two other sisters, a brother and myself. They joined me to watch the show it was watching. The place was as quiet as a cemetery when out of nowhere, I jumped out of excitement I had all won so I had aggregate 9 grade 6 then I started dancing around. You could see anger on their faces when I said that. I actually made them think I didn't do well and I was sad about it. But come on, what's the fun in going straight to the point, and giving them the good news? They were also mad at me for pretending but genuinely they were happy for me. Where were you placed? My brother asked. Oh it's a Santee Man Senior High School at Swain. I answered. Is that not the school you said you wanted to go to? Judith, my older sister, asked. You got that right baby I said amidst smiles. As if on cue, they all went like. Congratulations. Aw thank you I said clapping and jumping. We had a small party in the evening to celebrate my success. My mom came to meet the party and it was all joy. Most of my friends were there, Madeline made sure there was no leftover food because she ate every food she could lay hands on. She spent the night in my room because she was too weak to go home. Madeline is my childhood friend. She's that slim girl who never grows fat no matter what she eats and funnily enough, she hates rice so my sister cooked a special meal for her knowing she was really going to make an appearance. The night was finally over and all my friends left except foodie Maddie. We spent the rest of our time home left preparing for senior high school. Madeline was posted to a different school, Sunyani Senior High School, but we were still going to stay in touch since we lived close to each other. We would go to town to buy provisions and made sure we bought them in abundance. After series of town movements, we were finally ready. My school fees were paid, my books, uniforms and every other thing needed for school to commence were given to me. I was supposed to start in two days time and I was so nervous about it but I was still going anyway. Ding dong, ding dong that was our doorbell. It continued ringing for a long time say 10 minutes or more but no one was responding so I had to attend to the person at the door. I took my phone and looked at the time and it was 5 a.m. Who could be at the door so early? I asked myself. I wore my bedroom slippers and headed for the door. I opened the door and it was Madeline. Really Madeline? So you couldn't call me to let me know you were coming over I said this as I left to the sitting room. She followed and closed the door behind her. You're leaving today so I came to say goodbye she said laughing at the satisfaction she got from waking me up. You're such a nuisance you know that right? Sake of your goodbye you want to wake up the whole family, your lucky mummy left a while ago I told her laughing. Aish, mummy says I'm troublesome so I've been avoiding her lately so she'll think I've changed now she said while busy eating the chocolate she took from the fridge. Let's go to my room, I have something for you. I was going to drop it at your house before I left but fortunately for me you're here so let's and enough of your constant ranting. You talk too much I said dragging her by her arm. It was a Monday morning and I was supposed to start my first day in school when Madeline came to the house. I started searching through my wardrobe for the present I wanted to give her. I thought I heard some loud sounds from behind me, so I turned and saw Madeline loudly licking her fingers, and it appeared she had soiled her hands with the chocolate but I just shook my head and looked away. I finally found what I was looking for. Open it I said sitting beside her in the bed. She opened it and let out a loud gasp. OMG. 
Is that the shoe we saw at the mall? Wasn't it very expensive? She said rubbing the shoes against her cheeks. Yes but I still managed to buy it. Actually I asked mummy to give me some money so I used it I said and winked at her. She was so happy she couldn't stop admiring the shoes and we just did for a while. I left her to go shower and to get ready when I realized she was fast asleep by then. It was 6.30am already and my mom had returned to the house, it seemed she wasn't going to work early today. I'm taking you to your new school today. Are you ready yet? My mom asked. Yes ma, I'm with Madeline. I answered. Maddie wake up, we're leaving. Mummy is the one taking me. I told her. Okay let's go she said this as she stretched. She looked like she needed more rest than she was getting. We left the house and my sisters helped me pack my things inside mummy's car, we said our buys and the car took off. What time did you get here Madeline? I hope you didn't disturb anyone's sleep this time? My mum asked immediately we left the compound. Please ma didn't disturb this time. Ella is my witness she said looking at me pleadingly. You uh, yes, she didn't disturb this time as if on cue, we all burst into laughter knowing mummy knew what Madeline did already. She'll never come to the house unnoticed because she always had a way of ensuring that everyone in the house hears of her arrival, which is why nobody attended to the door earlier that dawn. We finally got to her house and we had a last hug then she got out of the car. Madeline I called out to her and she turned. You left this I said as I stretched my hand and gave her the present. H my golden treasure she said laughing and I saw my mom shaking her head with a smile. I waved her goodbye and as she turned to leave, we also drove off. By 8.25 a.m., I was in the school with my mother as a boarding student. The school's entrance was breathtaking and I couldn't stop admiring the statues right in front of the school. I was so happy I was going to school there. I looked through the window and I saw the administration block. OMG. It was so elegant. It was a three-story building with glass windows. Not long had we gotten down from the car than we saw a decently dressed woman and a tall girl, coming towards our direction. Good morning and welcome ma. I'm going to be her house mistress and this young lady beside me is her house prefect. She said pointing to the tall girl beside her. I stood like the good girl that I was, smiling and looking at my mom as she was talking with the mistress. My house mistress came to welcome me with the house prefect and all formalities and paperwork were made and I was taken to my dormitory. My mom went with me to know where I was going to sleep and she looked satisfied. The room was very neat and spacious. Each bunk bed could accommodate three people and I was given the topmost part of the bed and it made me very happy. It appeared some students had already been admitted and they were unpacking. One girl was unpacking her things on the other side of my bed, there and then I noticed she was going to be my bedmate because our beds had been put together. My mom and I walked past her on our way out and I saw her name. She was called Mimi, she had my height and a little darker than me but, she looked mean. I escorted my mom to her car and she advised me for a while then she prayed with me and finally left. As the sound of her car faded slowly, I blinked and tears trickled down my cheeks because I was there alone. I really left like a stranger in a no-man's land. You're such a crybaby, we're in the 21st century who cries when the mother is leaving I heard someone say behind me, I turned and saw Mimi. Excuse me, what? I said angrily as I wiped my tears with the back of my palm. You better get yourself together because nobody is going to be your nanny or babysitter or whatever here she said this and walked past me to God knows where. I stood amazed by her actions then left to unpack my stuff. 
As I was busily unpacking, I heard the annoying voice again. Whoa, I can see we have a nerd in our midst. You've come to school not to a nerd camp she said looking at her nails. What's really your problem? Why are you following me as if I owe you? Please leave me be. You were talking about someone being someone's nanny but you keep following me, please I'm not in the mood to babysit you I said this and went back to my things. She sat there for a while and went to lie on her bed. Few minutes later, we heard the siren go off. It was time for the orientation to start, I locked my trunk and chop box and hanged my bag on my shoulder and left. I heard footsteps behind me and it was obvious who it was. I entered the auditorium and my heart fell into my stomach. I had never seen so many people gathered at a place like I was seeing before. The auditorium was very huge with a stadium design so you can imagine how big it was. I started walking towards an empty seat I had spotted at a very cool place. I was just a few more walks away when I saw Mimi walking from the opposite directions towards the same seat I had my eyes on. I doubled my steps and saw she had doubled hers too but unfortunately, we all got there the same time. No one was willing to let go of that seat and so we were both standing over the seat with one of our arms each on it indicating ownership and throwing hot glances at each other. Out of nowhere, this girl came and sat on the chair as though we were safeguarding it for her. Mimi and I started looking at each other questioningly and we immediately knew what to do to her. As if on cue, we shook the chair at the same time and she fell. Out of satisfaction, we high-fived each other and left the seat for the now-crawling girl. We found two other seats besides each other and sat on them. That is how Mimi and I became friends and as time went by, we became inseparable. There was no place you'd see one without the other because it's either we're not there at all or we're together. Time seemed to be really moving fast as I was already in my second year. I can't say I didn't face any challenges though. I was a science student and funnily enough, I was in the same class with Mimi too. We didn't really have cute guys in my class and as we all know, science students are nerds but for the girls in the class they were hot and pretty and some of the guys were really hot. The subjects were not really difficult as we had the best teachers in the region to take us through them. By the end of the first year, I had come to know my strength and position in the class. I was amongst the first to twelfth position in the class. It was very competitive class as the guys wouldn't allow the girls take dominion in the class. Mimi and I were always behind each other so it's either she's twelfth and I'm eleventh or vice versa, but we never went out of our lane. We did well to keep our positions in the class. All was well until my second year when I joined the Red Cross Society. During this time, I was crushing on this guy, he was my senior though but who cares. I was in my second year and he was in his third year, he looked like a visual arts student but he was a business student. He was very fair and handsome. He was well built and tall. He was called Joseph Amponsa. He was an athlete in school and I was a paramedic, in high school we say, Red Cross. So wherever these athletes went, we were there to ensure that, when there's an injury we'll help them. So I was always around him anytime there was a football game or any other event and it was so clear he liked me. It's actually interesting how we talked for the first time. We were returning from the stadium one evening, we got into the bus and all the seats were already taken expect for one seat. Funnily enough, it was beside Joseph. As I approached the seat, my eyes were gazed on him as he had his head down busily looking for something in his backpack. When I was almost at my soon-to-be seat, he lifted his head and saw me then he smiled and shifted as if it was for me to have enough space. I quickly sat down out of shyness and couldn't even smile back and say thank you. 
I immediately put my first aid kit on my lap and started going through as if I was looking for something but, he caught my intentions and chuckled and that made me smile a little. Hi, I'm Joseph but you can call me Joe. That was Joseph. I'm Ella. I said coyly. I've been seeing you a lot of late but I haven't really had the chance to talk to you or approach you. If it wouldn't be much of a bother, can we be friends? He asked. Sure why not I responded with a smile. He smiled and looked away from my direction and plugged his earpiece into his ears. Athletes were actually allowed to use anything they wanted on campus. They even had a special room they called the sports room, the girls also had it and it was just the room I wished I slept in. He wasn't a footballer, he was a baton racer and he was as fast as a cheetah. He was probably one of the best athletes we had and I was so happy he wanted to be my friend. The ride from the stadium to the school was about approximately 45 minutes after about 30 minutes of silence between us, he removed his earpiece from his ear and spoke to me. How is it that I've never seen you on campus expect for when this year's games started? And I'm told you're already in your second year. He inquired. Oh I don't really know how but same goes for you, I started seeing you on campus when the games started and it's mostly because I joined the Red Cross this semester I finally had the courage to speak. But wait, from where did you make your inquiry about me I looked surprised. I erm, uh. One of your friends told me, yeah he said looking away quickly. Really? Which one of my friends? I asked. Okay so Rudy pray for us to get off this bus because I can't stay another second here, my feet are already sore M Square's voice chipped in. That was our sports master. We had already gotten to campus and I didn't even realize it. I thought I heard a huge sigh from Joe when Rudy, the team captain, was asked to pray for us to get down, which clearly told me Joe had a lot more to tell than he was letting on and I was bent on finding out what that was. Rudy was really getting on my nerves when he prayed to close to 20 minutes and was still praying with no signs of an end coming anytime soon. With the exception of Rudy's annoying voice, there was a sudden sound we heard then Rudy stopped talking which made everyone to open their eyes. Rudy had his palm glued to his occiput with M Square standing behind him with an angry face. That posture alone made us all burst a loud laughter. Rudy had been cut short of his prayer when the man with the sore feet gave him a heavy knock on the back of his head. You should have seen his face when that happened. It was quite a hell of a scene. As I stood up to exit the bus, I felt a hand grip my wrist so I turned and obviously it was Joe. You're not going to say goodbye? He asked. Oh I was actually going to pick up my kit then say goodbye I lied. OWH then I guess I was in a bit of a rush he said and let go of my wrist which was sore by now. His grip on my wrist was so firm as if I was going to vanish into thin air without us ever meeting again. I picked up my kit and when I looked at him, he was staring at me as if I had something on my face. Oh no, there's nothing on your face actually, I was just waiting for the goodbye he said when I started touching my face. Haha I actually thought there was something. See you soon then I said as I started walking away from the seat. Can you hold on to my shirt? He stretched out his arm to give me the shirt he was wearing. Why? I curiously asked. If I'm to send someone to call you later I doubt you'd want to come so just to be sure. He said softly. By this time, more than half of the athletes were out of the bus already so I was in a hurry to leave as I didn't want to be left alone with him. Okay I took the shirt and immediately made my way out of the bus without looking back because, I was so sure he was staring at me and I really wanted to avoid any awkward moments between us at that particular time. 
I was on my way to the sick bay to return the kit and the lab coat I was wearing when I heard someone screaming my name so it caught my attention and I turned. Sister Ella, Sister Ella. Still running towards me. She had stopped calling my name when I turned to look at her. Oh God, Philomena what's the problem? I asked. Sister Ella, I've been looking for you she said panting like she had been racing since morning. You're looking for me because I owe you? I asked sarcastically. No, you were supposed to give me money in the morning to buy coconut from the woman but you forgot, the woman is almost leaving that's why I'm looking for you because I saw Sister Sally a while ago Philomena said. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So Philo you're telling me you couldn't have bought it so that I pay when I get to the dorm I said shaking my head. By now Philo was giggling because she had come to understand that what I was saying was so much easier and could have saved her the energy she just lost. I opened my bag to take my purse when I realized there was no purse in the bag. Oh my god. I lost my purse. Luckily for me, I didn't lose any precious thing because that purse was bought the previous day we went to the stadium as I anticipated I would lose my main purse due to the crowd. I'm sorry, you'd have to race back to the dormitory for money because I just lost my purse I told her. Oh is it the one that has your ID cards or the one we bought yesterday she inquisitively asked. Haha it's the one you and I bought I said laughing. She left immediately to the dormitory to get the money. You know for some reason, this girl seemed to like the coconut very much, so even if I didn't want to buy it, she would and I'd still pay for it but what could I have done? I didn't have to tell her where the money was because she had an extra key to my truck and chop box. Philomena was my best friend's school daughter and she was very humble. She'd do things for you when you've not even asked. So I liked her so much. I know you're probably asking where was yours? Well I didn't have one because I didn't want to have one. So when Philomena came into the picture I was very much satisfied that at least, my best friend's daughter is my daughter too right? Exactly. It was getting late already so I rushed to the sick bay and returned the items and checked out. Oh yes. When you come for your kit, you sign in and when you return it you check out. Just to know who to ask in case something goes missing. I was headed to my dormitory when I saw my best friend coming from the dining hall. I started smiling when I saw her but she had frowned and I didn't care because I knew why. If it isn't the doctor herself. What did you go there to do? Mimi eyed me suspiciously. She always thought I joined the Red Cross Society because there were hot guys on the team and the male athletes were to die for, which wasn't the case but, she wouldn't stop talking about that so I eventually came to terms with it. Madam leave me alone. I was there to attend to my patients not to stare at the guys or their disturbingly hot bodies I said throwing my shoulders around. Oh you think I don't know you're with the paramedics because of the guys? She said walking past me to the dormitory which I followed her. Actually, you're right. Today I met a really hot guy and I'll tell you all about it if you promise to share your supper with me I winked. She looked at her neatly covered bowl and said for a bit of gossip from you, why not? I crossed my arm with her as we walked side by side on the pavement past the science building, gisting about the things that happened in my absence. We were stopped by one SHS1 girl when she said she'd been asked to give me the takeaway she had in her hands. When I asked her where it was from, she told me it was from the Red Cross organizer. I thanked her and she left. Mimi and I immediately looked at each other and winked at each other because we knew we were no longer going to have to eat the food from the dining hall. We got to the dormitory after 20 minutes of leisurely walking. Sister Ella, I missed her Philo said without looking at me. You missed who I asked? The woman. 
I miss the coconut seller, she said sadly. Oh, I'm sorry, how about I make it up to you? I said trying to redeem myself. She sprung up immediately I said that, how? She asked. I'll buy you anything you want when we're going for the evening prep but you should note clearly that I'm buying just one thing for you so you better choose carefully I said this and turned away from her immediately to avoid any further interrogations. I'm dead I mouthed to Mimi and she couldn't help but laugh at me. I was feeling dirty and smelling nasty so I placed Joe's shirt on my bed and undressed, I bet Mimi didn't see the shirt else she would have really interrogated me, so I got ready for a bath. I went to the bathroom to take a long shower so I could take a short nap before prep. When I was done I went back to the dormitory. When I got there, I found Mimi busily devouring the food from the girl we met earlier. What do you think you're doing? I asked Mimi. Oh I'm cleaning my mouth she cheekily replied and went back to our food. It had better if you dropped your pail and come eat before I kill the rest she added. I didn't say anything, dropped my pail and sat beside her to eat the food. When we had killed everything, I left her the trash since she cheated me, she didn't complain because she knew why I did that so she just laughed. I washed my hands, wore my pajamas and climbed onto my bed. Few minutes later I drifted off to sleep. I guess I was too tired to even wait for Blessing to come back so we talk. Ella, Ella, wake up, you've been sleeping for a long time. You're too lazy I felt someone's thin hand slapping my thighs. I woke up and saw Mimi staring at me like I was some zombie. By now I was so angry that she disturbed me but in my heart I was grateful she did because I would have missed prep and would have been punished for that. I climbed down and quickly put on my prep dress, wore my favorite sandals and set off with my biology textbook in my hand. I didn't forget to take money because I owed Philomena. Not long had I set up and I saw Philomena walking towards my direction. Sister Ella. I've come she said with a wide smile. Okay so tell me, what do you want to buy? I asked. Suddenly I wasn't hearing her voice again, Joe was passing by and he waved at me. I did nothing but smile back to him. Sister Ella, where's the money? I felt a warm hand on my arm. What money? I asked. You said you'd give me the money to buy it myself she said confused. And when did I say this? I questioned. You just said it, so I thought you were taking it for me as your hand is in your pocket already she said. True to what she was saying, my hand was in my pocket. I then realized that I had lost my concentration when I saw Joe. I took GHS 10 from my pocket and gave to her. She thanked me and went away jumping due to her excitement. By now, I was at the entrance of my classroom. I entered and spotted Mimi at our usual seats, she was waving her hand for me to come sit beside her. I got there and she handed me a chewing gum which she had taken half of, I took it, put it in my mouth and said no thanks. I made sure I was already chewing it because that way she can't take it back. Some 10 minutes later, the time had stroked 8 p.m., the siren went off indicating that prep that started. Everywhere got quite as prep started. 